This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Talk money to me. Welcome to Talk Money to Me. I'm Candace Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. And this is your Need to Know Wealth podcast, where we make the complex simple. We draw on our extensive expertise and experience to help educate you on all aspects of your financial landscape. Before we get into today's podcast episode, here comes the required legal disclaimer. Even though we are registered financial advisors, please note that this podcast and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor is it a financial product. The content on this podcast is general in nature and you should seek professional advice before making any financial decisions. So today, it's our need to know episode and we're going to be talking about early stage investing and late stage investing. And in our role, we don't come across too many early stage investments. We do, however, come across a lot of later stage investments as we typically speak to companies that are two, three years out from IPO, which is initial public offering. We do think, though, this is an exciting space to invest in if you're willing to lock up your money for an extended time period, as well as take on the additional risk aspects that come with this. And interestingly, we've seen a lot of pre-IPO or convertible note investments lately come across our desk, where the investors are asked to lock away capital, it might be for one to two years, before the company either decides to go public to the stock market or maybe a trade sale. But Felicity, let's firstly break down exactly what early stage investing is. So early stage investing funds the first three stages of a company's development. It can be divided into three distinct funding types. So first you have seed funding or seed capital. Now this money is provided to help an entrepreneur start a business. The second is startup funding. Money is used here to help a company develop products and start marketing those products. And then thirdly, you've got early growth funding, where there's money to help establish and boost manufacturing and sales. Now, early stage investors understand that building a new business takes time and ongoing support. So they typically expect to make multiple investments in a single company as it develops. Because there are more risks associated with new companies that don't yet have a foothold in the marketplace, not all investors are inclined to put money into them. So that's a brief introduction into early stage investing, but let's now take a look at late stage investing. Candice, what are the key differences between early and late stage investing? Well, really the key difference between early and late stage investing is pretty much in the name. So late stage investing supports companies that have moved beyond that startup phase of a development and have now rapidly started to grow sales. And late stage investing is considered less risky for investors than early stage, mainly because at this point, the companies are now funded and they've established themselves in the marketplace and their investments can therefore be converted more quickly into cash. But before we dive into the typical investment structures of a late stage or growth stage investment opportunity, it's important to know the six stages of a company life cycle. 
And it's also important to note that there's multiple funding rounds which provide outside investors like you and I the opportunity to invest in a growing company in exchange for equity or partial ownership of that company. But before we delve deeper into the various stages of investing, let's hear from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So Felicity, as I've just said, let's now outline the various stages of a company. I'm going to kick it off first. So the first stage is often referred to as the pre-seed stage. This is the idea phase or the phase of analysis. So typically a business will be thinking of a solution. Is the solution a real answer to the problem being solved? Can my solution affect other pain points in the industry by either aggravating them or maybe reducing the acceptance of a target market? Maybe the business is thinking, is my solution similar to an already existing one out there in the marketplace? Usually this would be funded at this stage by the entrepreneur who's come up with a concept and they're spending most of their time convincing other potential partners or investors to join in. So you've heard what the first stage is. The second stage is a more common term in the industry. It's called the seed stage. What is primarily sought in the seed phase is actually to validate the business model. Along with personal funds, this is usually where angel investors and government funding can come into play. A very common term in this ecosystem is the triple F, family, friends or fools. Now, these are the people that may not exactly believe in what you're doing or understand what you're doing initially, but they'll invest because they like you. These investors can also be known as seed investors or angel investors. And I love this term, seed investing, because when I typically read a deal, I automatically picture planting a seed in the ground to promote future growth and development of the business. That's a great analogy. So I'll continue on it. Once you gather your seeds, the next round could be known as Series A, B and C funding rounds, which would usually fall under early stage. So at this early stage, in addition to funding agencies Felicity mentioned, this is where companies gain larger venture capital investors, so typically wholesale or sophisticated professional investors, known as your angels. So these firms also help support emerging ideas and accelerate their business models with access to new customers. Often during this stage, companies will be continuing to develop their idea likely in the testing phase, to see if they have a minimal viable product or MVP. So typically at this stage of a company, you can gain access as an investor via different crowdfunding programs. Now, there's a range of different MVPs out there which startup companies can use to develop their idea, you know, from software prototypes to product designs, demo videos, landing pages, and what's also known as the Wizard of Oz. 
which is really a model that's created to act like the product already exists when in fact it's just still in development stage. Arguably one of the most famous and successful MVPs is Amazon. Most people know that Amazon began as an online bookstore, right? But what you may not know is that Jeff Bezos actually started out sitting at his laptop buying books from distributors and then shipping them directly to the customers each time he heard that ding, another order was made. So therefore, like you can think about this analogy and how it originally started, the high book sales meant that it made sense for him to keep adding more products to his store and then eventually to acquire warehouses and then the growth just exploded from there. Which takes us to the fourth stage, growth. As with the Amazon MVP, strong market demand is met if a startup's product or services reach this stage. This means that there will be upward figures in terms of new customers, reoccurring revenues and billings. Profitability here is paramount. This is when the company really starts to grow, recruitment begins. This is where private equity can come in and take a 50% stake of the company or more venture capital investors come in or even family offices because they feel like it's a safer investment. Their main focus is always going to be financial return. Now, naturally, as a business experiences this strong growth and demand for its product, the next phase is all about the rollout. That's right. So the fifth stage is commonly referred to as the expansion phase. We're going to the moon. So faced with a more widespread definition of the term startup, a scale-up demonstrates a proven business model that allows it to be more considerate in their ambitious goals. You know, for example, maybe they're thinking, let's expand into new international markets or expand to sectors hiring new professionals. So a good example of the expansion phase that comes to my mind is Airbnb. So beginning with the founder's own apartment, Airbnb gave people the option to list their room for short-term rentals to earn extra income. You know, everyone loves a good side hustle. But as we now know today, travelers are willing to stay in someone else's home to save extra money on accommodation, and the platform just expanded from there. So starting from that one listing in the one country to now over 2.9 million hosts on Airbnb worldwide in 2021. According to the definition of the Scale-Up Institute of the United Kingdom and the OCDE, for a company to be considered a scale-up, it must have at least grown in the last three years at an annual growth rate of more than 20%. That's a massive hurdle when you think about it. So where can a company go from here? Maybe they might look at a potential convertible note or a pre-IPO equity raise. Exactly. So I think this takes us to the final stage known as the exit phase. Now, this output can occur in many ways, although there's three common options that really stand out to me. You've got the sale of the founder's shares to another company, you have acquisition by another company, or you have the initial public offering, which means they're entering to sale and the public market. Now, we've gone through the six different stages of a startup business. I think it's important now to explore the opportunities investors can look out for if they're interested in investing in late stage or growth businesses. So, Candice, what kind of terms and conditions should investors look out for? Like you've said, Felicity, so there's the various different life stages, right, for a business to go from potentially private to public. But one opportunity that really comes to my mind is a convertible note. So what exactly is a convertible note? A convertible note is a short-term debt vehicle that converts into equity. In the context of seed financing, the debt typically automatically converts into the shares of the preferred stock upon the closing of the series funding round. 
So in other words, think of it this way, investors loan money to an early or late stage company. Rather than get their money back with interest, the investors receive shares in the preferred stock or the company as part of the startup's initial stock financing round, all based on the terms and conditions of these notes. And it's also really important to note that there are certain terms when it comes to debt investments. Exactly. So this is where I want to hone in on the differences that investors need to really look out for. In contrast to equity owners, debt holders don't have ownership or interest in the company that they're investing in, so they don't have voting rights. However, when it comes to the priority of payments in a liquidation scenario, debt holders are paid in full before equity holders, so they have a preference over the original shareholders, and it's therefore perceived as less risky. So in short, convertible notes are originally structured as debt vehicles, but they have that provision that allows the principal plus any accrued interest to convert into equity at a later date. And I've actually had an investment go south where having the debt holder repaid first is paramount. So I know how important it is. What are other typical terms and provisions that a convertible note investor needs to look over? So the first thing you would have looked at, Felicity, is is the interest rate, right? So while the convertible note's in place, the investment fund earns a rate of interest just like any other debt investment vehicle. The interest is not typically paid in cash, but builds up over time. And you can also kind of see that the higher the interest, the more risky the investment, and the lower the interest, the less risky the investment. What else should we be looking at? Is it the maturity date? Yeah, maturity date's very important. It does sound a little morbid, but it's not. Let me, let me explain. Convertible notes carry a maturity date at which the notes are due and are payable to the investors if they've not already been triggered into equity. Some convertible notes have an automatic conversion upon maturity, so definitely watch out for those. Well, this leads us into probably the most important provision, the conversion provision. Yeah, and and that's because the primary purpose of a convertible note is to really convert into equity some point in the future, right, as we now know. The most common method of conversion occurs when an equity investment exceeds a certain threshold or if the private company undergoes an IPO offering, so joins the stock market. So let me give you this example. Let's say we invest into a company, convertible note at $1.60, right, which has been told we've got a 12-month term rate and is going to pay us a 10% coupon rate. So going into the investment, we know the convertible note will trigger into equity at the 12-month mark, and the valuation of this business is given at $2 per share upon IPO, which will happen most likely at 12 months. So really, this pre-IPO convertible note is offering us a 20% discount to the business valuation. I absolutely love that. So not only do investors get a 10% interest coupon, they're picking up a stake in the private business at a 20% discount. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode on early and late stage investing. We hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed doing it and learned something new about investing in private companies. So now that we understand these terms by definition, next week we can really hear about them in practice. We're welcoming two very special guests who have lived a lot of these phases already and are in the rapid expansion phase. If you'd like to get in contact with either Candice or I, all our details are in the show notes below. Until next time. Have you 
Talk Money to Me is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Talk Money to Me are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Talk Money to Me acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 